One Division, One Division, One Division, One Division. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Soup. Just the Nerd Soup podcast, I guess. It could still be considered that. I am Bo Oliver here with Aaron, the Nerd Soup Monkey, and Teddy, and we are here to record our review for WandaVision. Spoiler discussion. Get more into the first two episodes. We were lucky enough to get the first two of a nine-episode season, and the response on the internet has been mostly positive. It was positive from myself and Aaron. Ted, what did you think about the first two episodes of WandaVision? It's uh, it's positive for me, too. You know, there's... Hated not, it! No, there's not a whole lot to go off of, though, because unless you're big into comic books and huge into the lore, I think this show is a lot of Easter eggs and subliminals, because... A lot of this, a lot of these first two episodes, and I guess for the rest of the show, is going to be what Marvel is doing or what's going on in her head. You know, it's going to take show to show to figure out what's going on. You can't really speculate too much on the show. Well, there are definitely some things that we didn't miss necessarily, but we really didn't get into on the regular review because we're lazy. We got to get these reviews. <laughs> is it though? Because I feel like a lot of it's like little Easter eggs just to show you that like we're in this world. Well, you yeah, know, I think we're just stupid. <laughs> we could be. Yeah, maybe. Well, there are certain things that Don't put like, a band-aid over this. <laughs> there are certain things that like knowledge of the comic book world helps a lot especially yeah. with the agnes character some symbols that pop up and some other little things that maybe if you're just a fan of the movies you see and kind of like oh that that's cool whereas other people might be like oh that could be foreshadowing something else this from the comics or that i know a big one was the sword logos right and i don't i don't even want to look into it that's the thing Somebody mentioned that on Twitter, that that logo is not Hydro or Shield, it's Sword. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is something from the comics, and I'm going to... Even the trailer that's been running on ESPN, when... Spoilers, it shows them in the real world. I'm like... It's a trailer. Yeah, but I just don't want to know anything. That's the thing. I don't want to know anything. I want it all to be given to me. I want to enjoy it in that way. Well, Sword is like a counter-terrorist from extraterrestrials, so... It's part of Shield, though, isn't it? I'm pretty sure Sword is part of Shield because I think I read Sword and Shield. Yeah, I read up on something that that Nick Fury is part of Sword now, and they're up up in space. Right. Okay. I love how I'm like I don't want to know about it. And you're like, let's start at the beginning. Sword was founded <laughs> and created, and you're like, Nick Fury is <laughs> part of Sword. No, no, it's inevitable. Yeah. That's the thing uh, well, with mean, the universe. There's so many there. there so are many a lot avenues of you can go down. Right. Yeah, and it, it's easy to put it all together. And I think the fact that they're going for this kind of surrealist uh, atmosphere for the show where things aren't as they seem you have to credit them even because they know that fans are going to be active on the internet right. trying to put everything together and like you said a lot of this comes from the comics but actually hearing about nick fury operating with sword because nick fury's still there you know he's yeah. there post endgame and you would think that well, he's, he's, he's with the scrolls right he's with the scrolls and he was also but that's the thing he's with the scrolls but he was at tony stark's funeral right so the scroll well, stuff that was, was ben mendelson you gotta pop up to that though oh right 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 yeah, yeah. that was probably ben mendelson right yeah, he just. Uh, can you drop me off at Earth for uh, just a few hours? I gotta wake to attend. But so that's why this show definitely benefits from the talk week to week instead of dropping it all at once. Because I think this show will just get through like what Cobra Kai did. It'll get, it'll get the week's talk, and that's it. Cobra Kai. Hey, don't hate on Cobra Kai. No. A lot of people like Cobra Kai. You know, they, they're gonna they, they drop and they drop all of them in a week. In a, in a day then the talk's over in a week you know this show isn't that huge where i think it could benefit from the the whole season dropping yeah definitely and i, th like I think on. what streaming services are realizing is that they have to go to the weekly model the i think discourse it's, is huge too. yeah it's I'm just talking. better for business i mean even queen's gambit queen's gambit got a lot of discourse but imagine if that was week to week speculating on if she's going to win her yeah. match or what's going to happen next and some of the cliffhangers for queen's gambit were so good but yeah with wandavision it's a show like we said it's it may be easy for some of us to connect the dots because we're so familiar with the universe and 
some are even more familiar with the comics, but the week-to-week drops will get the discourse revved up and have people excited for the next releases. Right, and this, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, like how it was kind of a risk for Marvel. I don't think, I mean, the way it worked out, this now is the first MCU Disney Plus show. And it is something that is a little out there. So it's definitely different, dude. This is yeah, and I think that's what we wanted to see from this, and especially Marvel going forward is try to experiment with some different things, get weirder. You know, um, we're definitely going to get that with Doctor Strange and everything from Spider-Man Three seems to be a little bit out there. So it's paying off so far. I thought these first two episodes were just fun to watch, and like you said, there is so much intrigue there because we know that what we see is not real or. You know, there are other things at play. So you're, I think you made this point, you're enjoying it for its kind of take on classical television sitcoms. And then you realize, well, Wanda's probably in a lot of fucking trouble. (laughs) Vision's dead. Right. (laughs) And they did a good job with the homage where they just weren't presenting this style of TV. It's the 1950s. It's a sitcom. But that's it. We're not going to try and be clever or unique. We're just going to riff on the cliches. But you made this point that they, uh, to steal your point, they were doing 1950s I Love Lucy better than I Love Lucy. <laughs> they were, but it was funnier. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's just us from laughing. Like, if, it, if this our humor? Like, oh, is it funny because, like, we're watching it now? Because do you find those older shows funny if you watch it? That's I what, don't. <laughs> we love the characters and we know the universe. So yeah. when they make a joke like, you know, my husband and his undestructible head, like, ah. Oh. Yeah, Thanos crushed your head. Well, <laughs> even when he's listening to Yakety Yak, and they're like, "Do you get this?" and he's like, "Oh, the the lyrics or the word." I forget what joke he makes, yeah. but it it was funny. It's funny humor. Paul Bettany is funny. <laughs> I I like the way I like the way he brings his comedy in. His his accent and everything about him is is funny. Yeah, I mean him swallowing that piece of gum, and even the the animation of the gum yeah. stopping his <laughs> his uh his bolts from, from turning. That was, yeah, that was a really funny physical performance by uh, Paul Bettany. I'll tell you what, those commercials, it made me want to go to watch. <laughs> those commercials were different, man. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it makes you feel less of a man if you don't have that watch. It's an old school, <laughs> yeah, type of old school way of selling shit. Yeah. With the, shitting on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the narrator. You're not cool if you don't have the watch. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not cool. And somebody made a point on Twitter that the Stark toaster and the watch, they were kind of uh, the the highlights of Wanda's journey to this point right now. Right. You know, the Stark missile killing her parents and Strucker, the way that he manipulated her and her brother, giving her her powers. Oh, hearing that fucking, the, the beam. Yeah, that the repulsor beam. beam. Yeah, that was sick. There is something interesting, too. I, I kind of saw... Someone just brought up this point, and I kind of Student sh- tried to think of my, my own explanation, but we do see in Age of Ultron that Scarlet Witch is able to, I guess, manipulate... Like, what she does with Thor and Iron Man and Cap, where she's able to use the mind control and put them in some other world in their head. Right, yeah, yeah, we totally forgot about that. So maybe she's doing that to some people around her because... We didn't really touch on this, but Monica Rambeau, that character, she is in Captain Marvel. She is the daughter of... Is that Agnes? Monica? Who's that? What character is that? She's oh, the... wow. She's the... Yeah. Captain Marvel's friend's daughter. Yes. Right. Uh, she's the character that they, they do the magic oh, trick on. Oh, right, right, comes right, out right, of the right. Box. Monica. Okay. So that's someone who exists in the real reality that we know of because... That's like the only character besides Vision and Wanda that we've seen in the outside MCU. Right. Did it seem like you guys... Maybe th- she's... I don't know. This is why I didn't yeah. want to read cast lists, because yeah. that's the, you get the character name and then you make the uh, the connection to Captain right. Marvel. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Captain Marvel's set in the 90s and now she's an adult. I'm wondering so maybe if... she's manipulating people in the real world in this to like 
create her alternate worlds. I right. saw one post that where was uh, Camp Lee David? Because they're saying that this might be set in Jersey. And I think Camp Lee or Lehigh, wherever it is. Oh, is... they got to do a Sopranos episode then. <laughs> yeah. It may be, yeah. yeah. Because what, There's so many theories in this fucking show, man. The it's camp crazy. that they go back to to get the Tesseract yeah. in Endgame. Yeah, where Steve Rogers was trained. Maybe. Did it seem like every time she started, I guess, becoming conscious, she would get distracted? Is that like a right assumption? She would start to realize what, what she's doing? Yeah, it's almost like she was almost breaking from... The this, loop that she wants, that she's in, or yeah. that she wants to be in, but then they snap right back into yeah. it. So I, I would assume those just get more intense as I'm, the episodes go on. I'm dying to know who was saying Wanda was doing this to you, or on the radio, or if that was just like her imagining that. Well, I wonder now if Wanda could be seen as the villain if she is manipulating all these people to create her perfect world. Maybe she's holding these people against their will, and like you mentioned, Maybe. every time that she kind of snaps back into reality, someone just barges in and and kind of brings her back into that world yeah. like Agnes or uh, Dottie or any of these characters. So yeah, I wonder if she's the one kind of holding these people against their, their wills to create this fantasy. Well, at the end, when the beekeeper comes, I was looking up, that beekeeper isn't anybody, isn't an actor. He's just a, like a stuntman. So that beekeeper wasn't anyone. It was just like her, it was another reason for her to break reality. And then she just said no, and then rewinds everything. Right, and at the end of the episode, she is pregnant. So it yeah. looks like they're going to introduce the kids, and the kids have been in the comics. Even that, for the children, uh it's creepy, man. <laughs> Eerie. Yeah, and the beekeeper, I, I guess maybe that's just symbolism. Yeah. Like somebody's watching over them. And, you know, what do beekeepers do? They manage bees Keep and they bees. help them produce honey or they sell them. Make so, children. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> there's some uh, there's some motive here, some evil motive by shows somebody. just the large, larger metaphor for the bees dying at an alarming rate. <laughs> that is true, man. When Thanos snapped, dude, half of those bees, that kills all of you. Isn't that huge? It, aren't bees like, bees like are monstrous? Big. Very <laughs> important. Very <laughs> important. Um, and obviously all the performances from the leads and the supporting characters really stand out. We talked about Catherine Hahn as Agnes in the first episode, but you know, hitting all those cliches with the boss and the boss's wife and preparing the dinner, that, that first episode was, I think the second episode was a little funnier for me and a little stranger, but the first episode was just such a great start. Yeah, no, they were all great. They really kind of captured the essence of those early sitcoms and their performances, and I think the... I said this on the other review that like, this is the most I've enjoyed Vision, and Paul Bettany's performance kind of brings that character to life. Obviously, these they're playing different characters in this world, right? Because this is not how Wanda and Vision act in the real world, but it's they're able to kind of, I don't know, flesh these characters out more, but through different means. Like, yes. even though it's not, the, like, it's an alternate version of themselves, you can still pick up things on their relationships and you know, how they would really interact with each other and how they feel about each other in the real world. And yeah, this, I mean, we've talked about this too. Catherine Hahn is just, she's perfect. Right. <laughs> she's great. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding that character. I don't know if you want to know about that, but. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I've seen her in that trailer where she's talking about the Avengers, so. Yeah, but like in terms of like bigger comic book shit. So it's interesting to see how all that plays out. Hey, you know what's funny? I don't know if you guys noticed in the second episode, you know, after Vision had to go into his stomach to get the, uh, whatever it was out. The gum. The gum? No, no. Uh, when the, when the boss, Mr. Hart, choked. Oh, right. He right. wasn't in the second episode next to his wife. So it's like, I wonder if he knows. My theory is that they know they're in a town like, like, like the Truman Show. And now Mr. Hart knows Vision's power, so he took him out hmm. to try yeah, and break yeah, them. Yeah, I don't, I don't he, he wasn't, theory, yeah. I was looking, I, I was in the audience, you saw Mrs. Hart, and Mr. Hart wasn't next to her. Right, at the and talent now he's out, show, right? Yeah. 
That's interesting. And there was also there was an emphasis on performing the talent show for children, but there are no children yeah. in the first or second episode. So that kind of makes sense. That goes to the theory that these people are being manipulated or they're in some sort of trance, whether it's simulation or Wanda's powers or a combination of both. Yeah, and a, a strong emphasis on kids. Like we said, they're pregnant at the end. So I wonder if there's some sort of end game where somebody wants to see if Wanda and Vision can have kids. If they, I don't know if they would go that dark. Like there's a an evil person out there that wants to create a half android half supernatural being um <laughs> but we've seen in some of the trailers yeah that they do have they're going for like the the 1970s sitcom vibes with the kids where you see vision in those overalls yeah and uh the flannel dude a wanda and a vision kid would be a body that's what i said it would be like lebron james and serena having a kid <laughs> yeah. just an absolute fucking boss elizabeth olsen too like you mentioned they um they're fish out of water even in the modern setting um, Elizabeth Olsen coming as an orphan coming over to the West and Paul Bettany's vision just a robot. being a fucking <laughs> robot. So they've been trying to fit into this world for a long time. And that's why I think it, it was kind of seamless to put them in this setting where once again, they're trying to fit in in the 1950s setting. But yeah, they're a bit more giddy in this episode, a bit more uh, in these episodes, a bit more chippy. Um, Elizabeth Olsen's just got the perfect face for that era. She looks like Facts. one of those classic black and white Hollywood stars. Yo, so does so does uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah, they kind of vision. They, they, they both fit, do. Yeah, they fit that era, and uh, they did a good job of ca- even Catherine Hahn. That that's someone who who looks like she could have been in one of those shows back in the day. But why go? I just want to know why go back to this time if you're Wanda. If this is her well, mind, it's the, why it's go the back ideal. To the ideal time to live, I guess. Yeah, it's like, the just, ideal relationship. The white picket fence, the suburbs, yeah. the... Nice house. Yeah, nice house, easy living. There's never ever any drama. Right. I mean, compared to what she's been going through, right, in the movies. It's like social been... drama, not even, like, no world drama. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like all the shit that Seinfeld just canceled out when they made their <laughs> sitcom, you know? When I first watched this, when I first turned this episode on, I kind of forgot what, like, where this was set. So, for a second, I thought that this is when they lo- when they both ran off. And this is what their life was like, or what she wanted it to be like. And their their charisma together is like perfect. They like they they just look so in love, and it's like it's great to see them like finally happy. Well, yeah, they lucked out by getting two actors to just have on screen chemistry yeah. because people complain about how they don't have a lot of screen time. But even in that first interaction when he comes to life and she's looking at him, you could tell that they're eventually going to establish a relationship. Or when he saves her in Age of Ultron, it's a great shot. He's carrying her, and she's passed out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they they seem just happy together. So it, it it feels nice for us, but it sucks that it's all going to come crashing it's, down. It's so sad watching Endgame now, seeing him die, and how much she loved him. Infinity War. Infinity War, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I, want, yeah, I wanted the, him just dead. I wanted to just, you know, destroy the stone. Now yeah, it's like, like no, in don't, that don't moment, die. it is emotional because of the performances where they're telling each is, other, yeah. yeah, I'm always going to be with you. And it's like, well, we've barely seen you guys together. Exactly. I'll, I'll take your word for there's it. There's more weight on it now. For right, yeah. Does. Now there's actions and there's interactions, actual development. Isn't it crazy all this talk? But both episodes were just like cliche throwaway episodes. And there's all this talk about lore and what's going to happen with them. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of genius. Just the way you can play off pretty much anything. Yeah, I mean, it relies on, doesn't rely on it, but the audience's knowledge of the MCU and where these characters are right now adds to it. It's not like... I think it does rely on it, though, because you're kind of lost, no? If you don't know anything about these. But then again, I guess you're not watching it if you're not really a fan of Marvel, right? Yeah, and like some shows like or movies, the surrealism is kind of, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. 
and it's a little jarring. It's like, oh, this is what I'm watching here. Sometimes it's not as subtle, but and you you get you know what it is from the get go. But with this one, the way they use the surrealism is like you know that it already is not like a dreamlike, not real, and they kind of use that to kind of bring you back to the real world. Right. So it's like you're expecting it, but it's still done well. And When's it going to happen? That's the big question. Yeah, and it, you're waiting for it because that helps I'm, I'm on push the, edge the of my story seat. forward in terms of what is actually happening to these characters. Yeah, and it's such a genius uh, kind of juxtaposition with the surrealism and the 1950s sitcom setting where you're just you're trying to watch and see how they can pull this off. That is the comedy going to be funny? Is it yeah. going to feel like an actual sitcom, or is it going to feel like superheroes trying to pretend they're in a sitcom? And it feels like two different shows at time. Like at one moment you're watching a sitcom about a robot and a witch, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, no, this is attached to the MCU. There's something sci-fi going on. They're here. conscious of fantasy. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect way to kind of blend these blend genres, and that's why. I mean, we're only two episodes in, so I don't want to call it genius yet. We'll see how it how it wraps up. But it's just a genius premise, the fact that they're going in this direction for Marvel. I was telling uh, Cam the other day that you need to watch it because it's unlike anything the MCU has done. It really isn't. I mean, people have made sitcoms in the past, and of course, people have made surrealist shows. But I just appreciate when creatives want to mesh together genres like this, and we're seeing more of that. No, you would. I would say that this is a risk because, like, like you just said, it's not like any other MCU, so... If they don't hit on this, you know, obviously these guys don't want to miss, and then it's like it's a waste of a show. So I think that's why this is a risk, and I think right now, so far it's paying off. Yeah, it, it is their first show, and it is so different. You think, oh, Marvel's first show, it's going to be an action episode. Huge. Yeah. Like Captain America. Well, and I think that Winter was supposed Soldier. to be first. Right, that was supposed to be first. So, And you would think that that's the way they would want to do it, right? Draw people Open up in. with a bang, you know? Yeah, open with a bang. It's going to have a huge budget. It's going to look just like the movies. And then check out WandaVision. Look at this. It's, <laughs> it's something completely different where it's going to be action-oriented towards the end, but the beginning, the setup, is going to be unlike anything you've seen uh, from Marvel. And credit to them for because the comics have been doing this for a long time. We always clap and cheer when the movies go in weird directions. They've got a bunch of material that they can grab from when it comes to Wanda and Vision. And we've mentioned it. Uh, people have mentioned certain stories with them and relationships with their kids. And I've mentioned the Tom King Vision comic, which gets really dark and very existential. Um, so credit to them. Hopefully they continue down this weird path with their other shows. And Doctor Strange, maybe Doctor Strange will be Lynchian. Do you think this hurts them, though? Because they're not, they are going from comics and they might not attract an everyday viewer? Or do you think their fan base is you know, big enough where it can just survive something like this, where just the Marvel fan base watches on Disney Plus? It's weird because it's no guarantee that your superhero movie is going to be good, right? Right. I mean, we went decades where it was consistently trash superhero movies. Marvel comes around, every one they make is good, and now people complain, well, they're all cookie cutter. They're all the same. Yeah. And now they're doing something completely different, and you're like... Wait, they may lose their fans that they've all... That no, they've no, I'm not saying they're going to lose their fans. I'm saying that they might not be generating more fans from this, from this show. Right. No, it's a, it's, it's a good question. I think it's a valid question. I don't think they will, though. I think, like you said, they've built in so much goodwill where I think they've, that we can allow them to take this type of risk. Yeah. I've already heard it, though, from not casual fans, but casual fans, that they'll watch this and be like, what the fuck is this? I, I'm, Cam actually came to me and was like, oh, I heard WandaVision's ass. I was uh -huh. like, whoa, where did you hear that from? <laughs> but probably people on his story, people yeah. that aren't interactive on film, Twitter, don't follow all the Marvel accounts. Like, I've heard of him a good This personally. isn't Marvel. Yeah. You know, this is something 
they're not even prepared for the surrealism. They don't know which direction the show is going to go in, which I kind of like that more, that they're fooling some of the casual fans <laughs> and driving them away. Hey, I mean, don't don't say. Right. That's it. I think when it revs up towards the end, people are going to be like, oh, what did I miss out Stay on? Stay for the long haul. It seems to be pretty popular. Yeah. I don't like, though, how like the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb scores, they're good, but I find it odd that people can post that when critics can give their score after only three episode screeners. It's like for a series. I'm like, you don't, you don't post. Those guys don't have the whole, the whole season. I think they only get the first three. Oh, I don't know. This is like, this is like unrelated and it's like, but while we're talking about reception to the show, I always found that interesting with television shows because you don't rate a movie halfway through. Yeah, it is weird. You can't go by that anymore. I know it's good. It's good for like I guess an initial push. Like oh, it's like promising, but I feel like those scores stay. I think the score does change. I think they. I don't know. I think it does change. Okay. Because all the Game of Thrones scores are based on the scores of the individual episodes and then the average. Okay. And I know it's the same thing. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. So it's a shame we didn't get those screeners. Personally, for both of you, I would have gave it a ten. <laughs> For both of you, would you guys have rather the drop of all the episodes, or would you rather have the week to week? Not not talking about discourse, or just you personally. Would you rather have them all, or would you rather go week to week? Yeah, well, no, th- I'd rather have them all. Well, I think the discussion is why I like. It's part of the reason why I prefer the weekly drops. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm waiting for episode three. Like I want to know where they're going with this. <laughs> I do like the discussion, but at the end of the day, I want it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep. I would have binge watched the whole season. But I don't. I think it's better for Disney Plus. I think it's better for the fandom. I think it's better for the property right. that that you get these weekly drops. Looking forward to the other sitcoms they try to. Sat- oh yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do with that. They just, like they did what Dick Van Dyke, uh, Bewitched, and Isla Lucy so far. Yeah, well, I think they they said like full ha- sitcom genius. Over there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're gonna do like well, Full like House, Bewitched. like Modern Family. So. Okay. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that going forward. They need to do a Seinfeld, right? They probably won't. Because Seinfeld is basically what they're doing. Just takes the piss out of the genre. And they're not necessarily taking the piss out of it. But... In the 90s, what else are you going to do? That was the sitcom in the 90s. Fresh Prince. Friends. Full House. Then you just say they were going to do Full House? Full House was 90s? Yeah. Because Seinfeld is the anti-sitcom. I would love it if they <laughs> did a Seinfeld. Which is a story about complete nonsense. What's the sitcom with Steve Urkel? Family Matters. Family Matters, yeah. And then the one with the neighbors, single guy with with the three girls, I think it was. I think that's a different No. Oh, that's you uh, Three's Company, too? Yeah, there you go. We just rattled off nine sitcoms <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's going to be exciting to see. Because the humor changes, obviously, like we've seen. The the generations change. Well, even like the, the fourth wall break or the talking to the camera. That's going to be fun. Right. <laughs> you think they're going to do that, like the uh, mockumentary, almost just individual interviews? Yeah, I think they're going to do like Office Modern Family type. Okay. So, I mean, that's a staple of modern tele- television sitcoms in the last decade. So <laughs> Just them talking shit about each other. <laughs> that's actually going to be really funny. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. Uh, it's a tall task, man, because you have to be consistently funny and change your style of comedy. And like I said, it can't just come off as uh, a wink and a nod. It has to be genuinely funny or else people are going to get tired of that. Because we don't want to just see a 30-minute of them tackling all the cliches. No, you have to be unique. You have to be clever. And you got to bring the story in. That's the toughest part, I think. Right, yeah, (laughs) no, you have to. And uh, it's funny. There's a critic I follow on Twitter, and he said that he had heard from an inside source months ago that WandaVision was going to be this weird and progressively get even stranger. Hmm. So if the, if this, the real story continues to get stranger and stranger, it's going to be kind of more difficult, I would presume, to balance the comedy and that, that simmering story. 
Um, so far, they've done such a great job, so I'm confident they'll continue to do, to do that. But it will be interesting to watch. At this point, I think it's going to be weird when we see them use their powers, <laughs> if they ever do use their powers, like right. for real and yeah. fight or anything. Even Aaron just bringing up that she can uh, change the mind of people and change their reality. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, when, she start, when they start bringing in the real powers, especially Vision, even though they kind of nerf him in every movie. They fucking nerfed the hell out of him and it annoys me. He's always getting nerfed. <laughs> I want to say... Well, now he's got his kryptonite. It's just gum. Yeah. <laughs> a standout funny... I just want to make this point. Not point, even a point, just a statement. A standout funny supporting character was Dottie's husband. I think he was hilarious. When he got uh, when he got fired, and he was making his, uh, his box. Oh, that was Dottie's husband, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny, dude. I thought five courses would be sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> and he wore, he wore a turtleneck, right? <laughs> it's like your beat Nick outfit. <laughs> I wore a turtleneck. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really good. And I, I mentioned this on the other review when they like when Vision asks, What do we do here? It's like, I don't know. It's like, do we make anything? Nope. Do we buy anything? Nope. <laughs> he just sits down and starts going back to his typewriter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll just sit down at the old desk and I it's I watched a movie from the fifties a couple of weeks ago and it was that guy's job. He worked as a cosmetic salesman. It was the same exact office that Vision was in. Really? In WandaVision. Yeah, it was so funny. And uh, all the men with their suits and their <laughs> cigarettes and all competing who's got the most sales and shit like that. So, yeah, they did a really good job with that. And the magic show, I mean, we mentioned this on the other review, her trying to make up for all of his mistakes as he was drunk. Yep. Like the mirrors and the rope. That was really funny. He was low-key drunk, I think, because he played drunk really well. <laughs> you think that he just got fucking lit? He could have been. He was fucking funny. Paul Bettany just he, he was believable, shots. man. Yeah. It's hard to play a drunk. It has to, yeah. A lot of times they don't get drunk, but I would. Just like I'm a method, yeah, why not, right? I'm a method actor. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, they don't get drunk. They don't even let them smoke real cigarettes on movie sets, right? It's mostly fake cigarettes. What are they puffing on? What are those like? Aren't those like smoking like candy cigarettes? Yeah, it's like candy around? cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the smoke is CGI. No, on Goodfellas, the only person who was allowed to smoke real cigarettes was uh, Ray Liotta. He would be. Yeah. Scorsese wanted him to smoke real cigarettes. Now he's <laughs> now he's on Chantix commercials. <laughs> you know, it's a shame Marissa wasn't on this review. She's supposed to be on it, but she I, had, I edited her. I edited her name out of the outro. When we were like, this will feature Marissa. Did you notice that? No. It just says our spoiler discussion dropping this week. I was like, let me edit this out just in case she doesn't show up. She didn't show up? No, she didn't. She pulled the vision. Oh, yeah. I wasn't was supposed to be here. I forgot about that. You're a mil- miracle baby. Yeah. Look at that. All right, guys. That is our review for WandaVision episodes one and two. And we will be back over the next few weeks to review some WandaVision episodes. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. And comment your thoughts on the first two episodes below. Am I on the next one? Yeah, probably. Sweet. I mean, I'm going to call Marissa. She's not going to answer. And then I'm going to call you and be like, what are you doing, Ted? And I'll come like usual. 